Asymmetrical Haircuts, Justice Update. In partnership with justiceinfo.net. All rise. Hey, you're back. Uh, back at the ASP. You've been over at the International Criminal Court itself watching the Afghan events over there. How was it? It was kind of blah in the sense that I thought it would be much more exciting on the first day. But the first day was super procedural. And so it was kind of hard to tease out uh, interesting stuff for a news story. Even the Trump lawyer who was before making all these exaggerated claims on his blog and being, oh, woohoo, we're going to fight the ICC, was kind of tame and very deferential in court. And thankfully, we nabbed him afterwards and got him to say slightly more interesting stuff to put in the story. But um, it wasn't kind of the big showdown that everybody, that mostly my editors would have liked to have seen. So, Well, it's good to see you back here anyway. And um, we thought that we'd focus this justice update as part of the ASP series on one of the trends that we've seen here at the AESP and potentially at the ICC altogether. Um, Maybe we've been watching for the last couple of years the beginning of a wider movement on? Well, Echoside, um, we've heard this in the past few years, but this year it's kind of really coming together. There were three big events and a big exposition and just really general buzz about environmental crimes and how the ICC could play a role in that. And one of the best things was that we actually managed to get out of this incredibly oppressive convention centre with its terrible lighting, as anybody would have noticed who've seen any of our pictures, and go to the Utopia, as it should be, cafe in The Hague for a discussion organised by our partners at Justice Info with some international law boffins, but also generally people from The Hague. So they had quite a good crowd. Yeah, and we had a very nice environmentally friendly bean burger and got caught up on the ecocide discussion and the, the issues around it. There were really very interesting points across the board in that discussion and very interesting questions from people who aren't super law specialists but are really interested in how to get this crime. Um, exactly. That's one thing that really struck me is how much there are people who really, really care about this issue and they were there. But the problem with Ecoside is there's so many different strings and directions it takes and there's no real agreement yet on what it should be. There are quite a lot of people who are arguing about how the ICC itself should be dealing with environmental issues. There was a 2016 paper from the prosecutor on selecting cases, and in that they already said that they were going to be looking at environmental crimes. Yeah, and I was at ASP event with Richard Rogers, a lawyer who filed a communication in 2014 uh, with the ICC about land grabs in Cambodia, where people just um, take... Uh, natural habitats to put real estate and build big farms on and it's destroying millions of hectares of land and he's trying to argue in his communication that this uh, amounts to crimes against humanity because it's really um, a systematic attack against the civilian population. Um, and Roger says that he thinks that because the prosecutor hasn't rejected it, uh, that me- that must mean she's accepted it. Now, that is a very positive view. I'm slightly more cynical. I think it might be gathering a bit of dust on the we'll get to this someday pile. Yeah, many people are talking about how ecocide should be added, actually, as a specific extra crime into the Rome Statute, which is what governs what the ICC can do and what it can't. And they're arguing that crimes against humanity is too much what it says on the tin. It's just focused on humans. So there should be something more general that's more about environmental destruction and based on whatever the science is that we know about environmental destruction. 
And that's what environmental lawyer and activist Valerie Caban, who works for End Ecocide on Earth, was saying at that joint event we were to uh, we were at with Justice Info um, about litigation and environmental justice and how to get maybe the ICC to look at things. But it's going to be a very long, hard slog. Yeah, I mean, look at how long it took to get um, what is now the fourth crime in the Rome Statute aggression onto the agenda. I mean, that's taken years. After the Ecoside event organised by Justice Info, I managed to catch up with Maud Saliev, who was one of the speakers. She's an international criminal lawyer, a climate litigation specialist, and I asked her whether we could now really consider this crime of Ecoside as a serious subject to be put onto the ICC agenda. Um, I, I think the Rome Statute, as it is, is already, you know, being challenged and I think it's also it also allows for um, you know actions and on, on, on these issues to be being investigated or like allegations on these issues being investigated like for forcible transfer of population as a result of sea, li- sea level rise for uh, forcible transfer of population as a result of the destruction of uh, the Amazon or the Congo Basin tropical forests or Papua New Guinea um, so there are already an arsenal of, of uh, crimes which could be used as they are to investigate and prosecute uh, environment-related or ecocide type of crimes. I'm not sure that, um, I, let's say I believe that the energy and the, the incredible um, legal minds and minds in the beehive of minds which are committed to this issue should perhaps um, use that before uh, looking further into trying to deploying their energy in, in trying to include ecocide as a fifth crime against humanity because this is going to take time regardless of the existence of a momentum or not. That being said, I think what the people who are defending the idea of amending their own statute to add the fifth, uh, fifth crime of ecocide are um, incredibly important that their job um, is incredibly valuable because it does raise awareness, it does um, shed light on issues of uh, state uh, parties such as Vanuatu and the newly um, uh, member Kiribati. When Maud was on the panel, she also really spoke about big companies such as Total, Exxon and Shell, which are being sued in national courts and jurisdictions for their kind of uh, contribution to the global greenhouse gas emissions and climate change. Yeah, there's so much going on in this area, isn't there? Um, I mean, we're both based in the Netherlands and uh, here there was a case which in Dutch is known as the Urgenda case or, and in English, the Urgenda case. Uh, What was that about? Well, this was an environmental organization that basically challenged the Dutch government to uphold this, its own standards for, uh, for avoiding climate change and for not uh, raising greenhouse gas emissions. And because they weren't doing it, they argued that they failed to protect the population of the Netherlands and, they, and that they could be held to their own standards. And now the Dutch have to kind of change their um, policy on how to deal with the climate change because they set the rules and they can now be held to them. Oh my God, there are just so many strings to this. Um, There's so many different actors trying to get this onto the agenda. Um, I can see that we need to do another podcast on this. So um, if anybody out there is listening, please tell us who we should get on to talk through these issues and to try and tease out some of these various strands, Uh, not only about the ICC, but, but also what's going on elsewhere in the world. 
Well, one thing's for sure, the environment is now firmly on the ICC agenda and also on the planet. And maybe at next year's ASP, we will see a little less of those disposable coffee cups that are everywhere here. Yeah, I think that uh, maybe for next year asymmetrical haircuts for our merch, we should also think about sustainable keep cups. Um, or as our intern Hannah says, um, it's even better for the environment to not do much at all. But that's a bit depressing, but it may be better for the environment.